I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Well, it's Jackie Robinson's birthday today. He would have been 103 today. And, of course, uh, the great barrier breaker, uh, that race barrier into Major League Baseball that started so many other important and crucial conversations. And so many lessons to be learned from the way he approached uh, so many of those challenges and those difficulties. Uh, It is the essence of true heroism. Uh, And we asked earlier in the program, where, where have all the heroes gone uh, and are there any left? Who do we look to and why do we look to them? And do they really have the stuff that, that matters most? And it's interesting. I was reflecting today uh, an interview I did uh, a while back with Mark Johnson out of Harvard. Great thinker, extraordinary writer. Uh, he actually had a, a book called Lead from the Future. Lead from the Future. And really interesting, as we were going through this conversation, uh, he referenced an army term that I've kind of taken on. And it's VUCA, V-U-C-A which stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So think about that. Uh, A real test of any kind of leader is how do you deal with the volatile, the uncertain, the complex, and the ambiguous. Uh, I think it's one of the challenges we're seeing in the country right now and with uh, NATO and the UN is that inability to deal with the volatile, the uncertain, the complex, and the ambiguous. We've dealt with a lot of that. Uh, over the last two years in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, It really is kind of a VUCA age. And I really believe that the ability to navigate that VUCA moment uh, is the test of leadership in a crisis. Uh, I thought a lot about that. And as we look at our current challenges, not just with the pandemic, but our economy, our communities, the countries around the world, And there's many examples of of great leaders in the past and the present uh, that I kind of think through as I'm looking for lessons. And the question is always, what would would they do? How would they deal with the the current crisis? And as I've wondered about that, uh, I've kind of looked at what is the opposite of VUCA? Uh, And I came up with my own acronym for that. It's SCSS, Stable, Certain, Simple, and Straightforward. So can you create that kind of environment, stable, certain, simple, and straightforward, so you can function and lead from a position of strength rather than a position of weakness? Uh, You may remember back uh, from the uh, 2011 film The Help, uh, one of my favorite all-time movies. Uh, And in there, there's a true leader, African-American nanny Abilene Clack. Uh, She takes care of a young child, May Mobley. You may remember that. And uh, Abilene is this stable, certain, simple and straightforward strength to this little child, May. Uh, May's parents are much more interested in the social status and dinner parties than they are their baby girl. 
Uh, Abilene would uh, simply whisper in her straightforward and certain way to Miss May uh, that wonderful phrase, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. And I think she was sending a message, an SCSS message of sorts to each of us. Uh, And so if we think about that in terms of leadership uh, around us today, who is demonstrating, who's uh, showing those kinds of principles? And so let's dive into those for a little bit. Uh, have a little fun here. So let's go through those. Uh, as a leader, are you kind? Uh, we have seen in the course of the pandemic leaders who have been kind, who have been very compassionate. Uh, we have seen those that have been the opposite of kind, who have been arrogant and uh, completely disconnected uh, from everyone else. Uh, years ago, my wife Debbie gave me a children's book. Uh, one of my favorite, if you haven't picked it up, it's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. That's uh, by British author Charlie McKessie. Uh, it is a, it's an absolute must-read. Uh, But there's a wonderful thing. Early in the book, uh, the boy uh, meets up with this very plucky yet very wise mole. And the mole asks the boy, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the boy simply responds, kind. Now, imagine, imagine living in a world where every child and every adult grew up and grew old wanting to be kind. Uh, I firmly believe, passionately believe that kindness is the cure for contempt that we find across our country. We see it in our nation's capital every day, and we see it in far too many of our neighborhoods and even in our homes. Uh, The Dalai Lama may have said it best, uh, be kind whenever possible. And then, as only the Dalai Lama could, (laughs) added, it is always possible. It is always possible to be kind. We also have to be smart, though. It has little to do with intellect, a lot to do with insight. Being smart is also about elevating others rather than elevating yourself. And when each of us can actually transcend the need to be right, we can actually begin to do right. And that's actually leadership. You see, there's two kinds of smart people, I believe anyway, and I've seen this over and over. Uh, One is the leader who enters the room, and everyone in the room knows the leader's the smartest person in the room. And in the end, everybody leaves the room feeling a little less than, a little inadequate or a little incompetent. And I'm sure you've all experienced that. Uh, There's another kind of leader, the true leader, That's the person who enters the room. Everyone knows that uh, leader is the smartest person in the room, and yet everyone leaves the room feeling actually a little smarter, a little better, a little more empowered. Uh, I saw this over and over again uh, in uh, the halls of Congress and international boardrooms, uh, and so important to have that quiet confidence that enables you to observe rather than draw attention, ask questions that elevate the conversation and lift everybody up in the process. And then finally, uh, we have to look at important. And often what is important is eclipsed in society's never-ending search for who is important. As we've been celebrating Jackie Robinson's birthday today, uh, he rightly declared, a life is not important except in the positive impact it has on another. And I want to play one more time. Uh, This is Jackie Robinson in his own words. I believe in the human race. I believe in the warm heart. I believe in man's integrity. I believe in the goodness of a free society. And I believe that the society can remain good only as long as we are willing to fight for it and to fight against whatever imperfections may exist. And that's Jackie Robinson uh, on his birthday today, uh, a true leader, someone who understood that everybody was important. And, you know, I've, I've heard from so many people over the course of the pandemic Uh, that their attention has gone away from a lot of the things they used to race and chase for, and they've come back to people. 
I think it's brought all of us to a point where reflection is actually possible again, but I think we're starting to lose that very quickly. And we have to make sure that we don't let the important moment pass without really thinking about and considering what and who is most important to us. You see, leaders understand the importance of focusing on what is most important and refusing to let anything else distract them. Leaders know the way out. They know the way up in any crisis has nothing to do with politics. It may have something to do with some policy. More importantly, it has a lot to do with principles. And above all, it has everything to do with people. And so as we look at those that are leading, uh, some may have the title but not be doing the duty of actually leading. And we have to be careful about who we give that title to, just as it's important to look at who are we actually giving that title of hero or heroine. And so the kind of messages that we send uh, and the way that we can get back uh, to the things that actually matter in a society that is very volatile, very uncertain, uh, that's the, the challenge of our day. And so we always have to, to look for something that can actually propel us and drive us forward, something that will get us back to being kind and being smart and recognizing that everyone's important. So we can go back. Uh, I actually want to go back to my my friend, Mr. Mole. (laughs) Uh, The young boy asked the mole, do you have a favorite saying? Yes, said the mole. What is it? If at first you don't succeed, have some cake. (laughs) I see, said the boy. Does it work? Every time, said the mole. And I think that that is kind, is smart, and is actually important. And so are you. And we're in this together. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.